0: bad news in so many ways so i thought i would begin this quantum quantum number 99 with some good news welcome to quantum the podcast that looks at news and views from a christian perspective culture music many other things but as i said we're going to begin with some good news and this guy is really my yeah, he's, hero he's, of the week under Physical harm. you know he was under,
2: his life was under under threat and um whilst they did that i sort of just thought well if he stays here he's he's not going to make it so i just went under scooped him up put him on my shoulders and and uh, sort of started marching towards the police with him whilst all the guys were sort of surrounding me and protecting me and the, um, and the guy I had on my shoulder.
0: And all I this second? I could
2: actually feel, you know, you know strikes and hits as I was carrying him, you know, so, you know, these guys were probably taking some of that <laughs> themselves on, on, on their person.
0: It sounds like it was a very uh,
2: scary moment. Yeah, it was. You don't think about that at the time. You just sort of do what you've got to do, you know. I mean, I can only imagine, when I, last night when I was thinking about it, I was thinking to myself, if the uh, the other three police officers that were standing around when George Floyd was, um, you know, murdered, um, had thought about, you know, intervening and stopping their uh, their colleague from doing what he was doing, like what we did, um, you know, droid, you know, George Floyd would be alive today still.
0: I mean, you, you kind of that, that is national hero. Patrick Hutchinson who was on the Black Lives Matter demonstration and uh, there was a allegedly right-wing protester who was being beaten to a pulp and he intervened, he picked him up, and it's a wonderful photo uh, which I'll, I'll put on the website and I just thought, well, good for you, a bit of humanity in the midst of this chaos. And then there were these two lovely... Um, the, the, I think the phrase we're supposed to use now is "bam," B-A-M-E, which is just an awful thing, or P-O-C, people of colour, which is also an awful thing. I just think these, these two black ladies, um, I think from Africa, uh, just absolutely uh, wonderful. They may have been actually from America, I'm not sure, but just I love the fact that they went to a march and this is what they did the cross for you black lives matter didn't die for you black lives matter can't grab you into the kingdom of god black lives matter can't do it but jesus can do it jesus can put you back in your rightful place. black lives matter didn't die for you only jesus did i thought that was wonderful another bit of uh quirky news but also bizarre and i thought it was a joke and i actually first heard it on a christian radio station here in australia is China is sending ducks to Pakistan. China is going to deploy around 100,000 ducks to neighboring Pakistan to help tackle swarms of crop eating locusts. Apparently these ducks can eat more than 200 locusts a day and they're more effective than pesticides. Well, I hope it works because we're not forgetting the plague of locusts in Pakistan and in East Africa. And then let's stick with the good news, some wonderful news. This is a lovely sound coming from New Zealand. A position in which they can either grab a penalty or maybe a drop goal. They're either going to try and drop goal, Mitch Hunt. No, in fact, it's Gatland. there you go. What have you just done to that? Bring Gatland. It's a full rugby stadium. The opening match in Super Rugby... Saturday and uh, I think a capacity crowd, no social distancing of more than 22,000 people squashed in there. Now New Zealand is meant to be COVID-19 free, but Jacinda Ardern is furious because the health service let in two overseas people who wandered the country with COVID-19. So they're holding their breath to see what happens. And then this also is a good news story. In, in the world that we live in in our sport it's it's always been football 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 and sometimes it's situations that that come up that are sort of you know put it, it puts football aside for a moment and this was one of them footballers and others have been arguing for the free meals for Children to continue during the summer holidays the government weren't going to do it and now because of people like Marcus Rashford They are going to do it, but I'm just going to be a little bit heretical here in Terms of the general feel-good vibe on this and say that whilst I admire Marcus Rashford for doing it I thought that this comment on Newsnight was a little bit over the top I think football has been great during this lockdown. Obviously, you get the odd ex- isolated um, exception, but by and large, footballers
2: have got together. Um, they've gone towards good causes. They've they've put money into
0: various projects. Uh, they've done lots of good work in the community. Um, and I've been proud of um, the sport that I've been involved in all my life. And for young men, you know, these are very young men. Most of them, sort of teenagers in their twenties. To come together for the power of good is important, and this, you know, those speaking out against things, whether it be racism, whether it be um, feeding our children, etc. It takes bravery to do that because you know, whenever you put your head up off the parapet, there'll be lots of people want to knock it off. Really, it takes bravery and courage for a footballer to argue against racism and for feeding children. I don't think so. I don't think that takes bravery and courage. What would take bravery and courage would be if a footballer refused to wear the Black Lives Matter logo, which all footballers in the Premier League are now going to do. Uh, they are going to wear it, apparently. Or refuse to bend the knee or bow the knee at one of the games. That would take real courage. Real, real courage. Of course, people, it's not going to happen. Now, what bothers me about the bending the knee thing and the Black Lives Matters? Well, first of all, Black Lives Matter, as a phrase, is a truism. And obviously, Black Lives Matter. And as I've said before, and I'll keep saying, saying all lives matter doesn't answer the fact that in some parts of the world, in some societies, like China, like some parts of the US, and undoubtedly in the UK as well, There are people who think that black lives matter less. And that's the point of it. That black lives do matter the same. So, amen to that. However, Black Lives Matter as an organisation is a pseudo-Marxist, extremist organisation that wants to abolish the nuclear family, abolish capitalism, abolish the police. It's a political organisation. And, just in order to virtue signal. And just because they don't think, the Premier League have gone along with the general liberal progressive zeitgeist about this. Now, here's why this is a problem. The FA, the Football Association rules, says simply this, uh, law 11.11, law four. The following are not permitted. Any political party, organization group, any organizations whose aims actions are likely to offend a notable number of people and any specific political act event. Black Lives Matter is politics. And the FAA are ignoring their own they, they, rules. I mean, they wouldn't allow people to wear a, a poppy, a Remembrance Day poppy. And again, the thing that bothers me about all of this, in so many different ways, is that nobody's bowing the knee and nobody's thinking about the people, as we mentioned before, killed in Mali and Nigeria. Now, this cancel culture is really going somewhere, isn't it? Um, I've just heard every week we could list new things. Apparently Aunt Jemima, pancakes and maple syrup, uh, they're to be banned. Apparently Uncle Ben, Rice, he's going to have to change his name. Uh, Cecil Rhodes, his statue, of course, that's going to go because Oxford is so woke, as we will find out more. But never mind. The monuments to one of the biggest slave traders of all, Mohammed, they'll continue. Okay, let's move on to something else and let's go on to North Korea. Firstly, we need to be aware that there was an incident that occurred this week. North Korea blew up the inter-Korean liaison office near the country's border with South Korea and that has really escalated the hostility and the tension. Um, This office was built two years ago during a period of, of peace and rapprochement And it's now been blown up. And it's as though the North Koreans are saying, forget that, we're not going to do that. It is spectacular. I mean, I want to see these Premier League footballers taking a knee for the tens of thousands of Christians in North Korea who are in concentration camps and who are being starved to death. Or do Korean life not matter? I also want to know why the press, the media... Human rights groups are not up in arms about the fact that North Korea and, uh, and Iran are have the chair at the human, UN Human Rights Council. They don't have the chair, but they're part of it. Every single Human Rights Council, every single year, Israel is condemned for violating human rights and international law. Every UNHRC meeting has that. No other country in the world is signaled out in this fashion. Not North Korea, not Iran. It's
2: hypocrisy.
0: All right, let's come to France. And this is the sound of something quite terrible. In Dijon, Chechen and Algerian gangs are at war. People are being killed. And again, This is taking place on the streets, and whilst our media can report extensively about riots and trouble in America, we are struggling to report about these kind of things. And they are just as important. The Chechens, the Algerians, the French are just as important. Also important is China and India, where at least 20 Indian army soldiers, and probably as many Chinese, although the Chinese never say, have died at Golwan Valley in Lakda in a a fight, apparently without guns, because they don't take guns, so you're talking beating each other to death. Um, It's the first loss of life in 45 years and comes after weeks of tension between the two sides. And as we've mentioned before, please keep watching this space. It is very serious. Meanwhile, in China, there are... Not rumours, but reports of two things to do with COVID, coronavirus. Beijing uh, citizens are being rounded up and put into quarantine as China has reported more than, I think, 100 more infections. Um, The new strain of the virus, they say, has come from Europe. People returning from Europe and they reckon that it's going to be more infectious. They are actually saying it came from European salmon. Um, the other information coming out of China is that China, where the deaths are supposed to be 5,000, that the deaths are probably at least 15 times more than that, which kind of makes more sense. But none of this is going to stop the Chinese government who to continue their persecution of Christians. Reports this week say that crosses were removed from over 250 state-sanctioned churches in China's Anhui province, um, all Christians, are all Christian symbols are ordered to be removed as part of the government's crackdown campaign. Well, speaking of removal and speaking of China, again, we've, we need to be very aware of our tech giants. So Zoom have disabled accounts of a former Tiananmen Square student leader who's in America and they had a video conference to commemorate the Tiananmen Square massacre. And... Uh, Zoom shut it down. Now, again, I think this is under pressure from the Chinese government. But speaking of censorship, this is unbelievable. Let me tell you about Google and Churchill. Google has a list of UK prime ministers with their photographs. They had Churchill's photograph removed. They airbrushed out his major role in the ending of the Second World War. Uh, breathtaking, absolutely breathtaking. Breathtaking. You know, I, I, let me tell you a wee story about Churchill. I wrote an article on him for the Free Church and it went onto the Free Church website. And I got an email, this was many years ago, I got an email from someone in Australia saying, David, I'm not a Christian, but if I was a Christian or if I wanted to believe in God, I'd like to follow your God. And, I, and I, why did he say, say this? Well, he had Googled Churchill because he's wanting to find out something about Churchill. And of two million articles that came up. Mine was second. Now, I have no idea why it was second. It wasn't because of the number of views. But I just thought it was fascinating and uh, had an interesting correspondence with him.
2: Is there something wrong? Will you stop talking about the war? Me? You started it? We did not start it. Yes, you did. You invaded Poland.
0: (laughs) Speaking of cancel culture, you better go out and get the DVD set of this before it's canceled.
2: Joking! It's not funny for her, not for us, not for any German people. You have absolutely no sense of humour, do you? This <laughs> is not funny! Oh, won the bloody
1: anyway?
0: Now, personally, I think it's hilarious. And personally, what Cleese is doing there is lampooning and caricaturing an atheist... I'm uh, oh, not an atheist. A racist. Uh, and t- to have it banned is is re- removed, is really quite... Astonishing. Where are they actually going to end? i tell you one thing they're not going to ban, and that's this. Are you ready, kids? Aye, aye, Captain! I can't hear you! That's SpongeBob SquarePants. Still the best children's cartoon name.
1: Who lives in a pineapple under the sea? SpongeBob SquarePants! Absorbent and yellow and porous is he? SpongeBob SquarePants! If nautical nonsense be something you wish? SpongeBob SquarePants! Then drop on the deck and flop like a fish! SpongeBob Ready? SpongeBob SquarePants!
0: SpongeBob SquarePants! Nickelodeon has just told us that the iconic children's character SpongeBob SquarePants is gay and has announced it in June's Pride Month. Made on, they announced it on a Twitter post and I guess Twitter won't ban that one either. Um, celebrating Pride, they said, with the LGBTQ+, don't forget the plus community, and their allies this month and every month. So there you go. Spongebob Squarepants is gay. Uh, There's a very serious side to this. The way in which all media, including children's media, is being used to just push propaganda. (coughs) Let's go back to Oxford University, where (laughs) this is unbelievable. But Oxford University, run largely by middle-class whites, has patronizingly told black students that they can apply for mitigating circumstances if their performances in exams is affected by George Floyd's death. Uh, George Floyd, who would not be known to any of them at all. um, 35 of Oxford College's principals have said that they are concerned about the traumatic effect of the brutality which killed George Floyd. It's a manifestation of institutionalized racism And they're saying that black students in particular can apply to be marked up or that to be taken into account on borderline performances and everything else. Now, apart from the virtue signaling, apart from the patronizing aspect of it, what also gets me is here's the illogicality. Are they going to say to students from Africa when they hear about massacres back home, that okay, yeah, you can, uh, we're gonna mark you You know, because normally this is done, let's say, if I'm at university and my father dies and I have to take a couple of weeks off. But there are lots of events in the world that upset me. I mean, no, of course, they're not going to do that. This is not about justice. It's not about fairness. It's about signaling. And speaking of injustice, there was a very stupid man who drank 14 pints of beer and then ended up urinating beside the, uh, a memorial to a P- PC who was killed in a terrorist attack. And cue outrage and uproar, which it was a gross thing. And of course, it was a disgusting thing. And of course, he should be punished. But should he have gone to jail for two weeks? Maybe. But here's another story. There was a man who is a, was a Quranic teacher, an Islamic teacher, who sexually abused a girl who he was teaching. Now, the point here is not about him being Islamic. At least I hope not. Uh, And in terms of the judge, I hope it's not. But from my point of view, it's not. Here's a man who's in a position of power, and there have been um, Christian clergy who have done this as well. Utterly gross and wrong. But he, he sexually abused this girl several times, and others. And he was spared jail. He didn't go to jail. Why didn't he go to jail? He's on benefits, his wife doesn't speak English and so on. I'm sorry, but we live in a country which sends a man to jail for urinating in public near a memorial and doesn't send a man to jail for sexually abusing an 11-year-old. That's not justice. And this also is not justice. This is the wonderful Australian evangelist now based in England. It's kind of like a swap. He's gone there, I've come here. Uh, But Glenn is just fabulous. And please, 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 go and watch his video on abortion. It just makes the point so brilliantly.
2: Every four days it kills more than the virus. Let this truth fire us. In 96 hours it devours just the same, but without the fame. This friend is our silent shame. So awake, my soul, make each figure strike like spurs in my flesh to stir me afresh, to see galactic worth distilled in each daughter of Earth, in each son meant for birth, and near infinite crime in snuffing them out. Let me shout to the skies with full-throated cries and desperate despise when the least of them dies. (laughs) And when COVID is done, may the numbers not numb. May we wake from the slumber
0: and number each one. And by the way, I had somebody say to me today, well, we can't use this. We can't say this This is a Christian organization saying they wouldn't be able to use it because it sounds too judgmental. Do you know this? That organization would not worry about being judgmental about racism and neither should they be. Racism is wrong. And so is abortion. Now, Glenn is not saying that everyone who's had an abortion, that they are, you know, to be condemned and all the rest of it. He's not saying that there. There are circumstances in which people have abortions and ignorance as well, but he's talking about abortion in general, and it is appalling that there have been two hundred and twenty thousand plus abortions. And by the way, Parliament passed its Northern Ireland abortion bill again. I. Oh, and I did. I did write about this as well. What makes me, and I'm, I don't think I'm using language that's too strong, what makes me sick to the pit of my stomach is that there were Church of England bishops, and I'm sure there are others as well, who raged with righteous anger about Dominic Cummings taking his son up to his parents in Durham, and how this was terrible, and how they couldn't cooperate with the government. And yet some of these same bishops abstained, in other words, when they had the opportunity to vote to defend their own church's doctrine and, more importantly, to vote to defend the unborn child, they didn't do so. They didn't do so. They are hypocrites. Absolute hypocrites. All right, let me... We started positive. Let's, let's finish positive. Um, I've been reading about Pascal by our Roman Catholic philosopher Peter Kreft and he has a statement that I thought was wonderful. Not all of Christianity can be proved but some of it can and none of it can be disproved. That's why we set up the online cafe and we had a wonderful time on Monday with Sarah Irving Stonebreaker who is a historian from the University of Western Sydney, who was in Oxford and Cambridge and was converted there because, as she put it, and please do go to the cafe and you'll see this because atheism couldn't satisfy. It just couldn't satisfy.
1: I was born in chains. I was born in chains. But I was taken out, of Egypt. taken out of Egypt. I was bound to a burden. Bow- but the burden it, was burden, it was raised, Lord, I can no longer, Lord, can no longer keep, keep this secret, this secret. Blessed, blessed is, the name. is the, name. the name, the name be praised. Be praised.
0: All right, uh, thank you for your support. Those of you who want to support financially, that's really appreciated. You can go to the Podbean fundraiser. Again, links on the website, www.theweefly.com. Uh, you'll get links to various of the stories as well, once I just put them all up. Um, any comments, any ideas, uh, some people uh, sent me in stuff which I haven't been able to use. I'm gonna use a couple of things next week. But please do let me know and we're going to go out with, I've been going through the top 10 albums in terms of what have influenced me. And this one is from Leonard Cohen's Popular Problems. And it's just extraordinary that Cohen as a Jewish stroke Buddhist, which I think he gave up on his Buddhism. I, I, I love the spirituality of his, his songs. I was born in chains, but I was taken out of Egypt. I was bound to a burden but the burden it was raised lord i can no longer keep this secret blessed is the name the name be praised and writing about the exodus of course he then goes on word of words and measure of all measures blessed is the name the name be blessed written on my heart in burning letters that's all i know i cannot read the rest well blessed be the name of the lord our god and may you be blessed in serving him and coming to know him see you next week
1: Word of words, measure of all measures, blessed is the name, the name 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 be blessed, blessed. written on my heart heart in burning letters, letters. that's all I know, I cannot read. However, the soul unfolds in the chambers of its longing, and the bitter liquor sweetens in the hammered cup. But all the ladders of the night have fallen, only darkness now to lift the longing up. Words, Word measure words, of all measure measure. Blessed is the name, blessed the name be blessed. blessed, written on my heart, on heart in burn letter.